Thursday Such a crazy, lazy day Thursday has its own peculiar way Of saying hey Sometimes Thursday almost Makes you want to run away Well, you made it to Thursday. That's a good thing. Thursday, Thursday. When you make it to Thursday, when you get to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and you make it to Thursday, then we reward you. We we (laughs) we reward you with an old-time radio western. Hi, everybody. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast. And on Thursdays, indeed, we play westerns. And we've got a good one lined up for you today. So what do you need to do? Ah, you know the drill. Get over there, get your feet up on the ottoman. Just snuggle down in that chair. Perhaps get a cup of hot coffee or something a little stronger if you like. Maybe a little finger food, a little nibble here or there. And just settle back. Let the cares of the day drift away. Because we are coming right back with this week's great old-time radio western. Thursday's got its own peculiar way of saying Sometimes Thursday makes you want to run away Thursday's such a crazy, lazy day Let Bacchus's sons not be dismayed, but join with me, show me your blade. Come drink and sing, and lend your aid to help me with the chorus. And instead of spa, we'll drink brown ale, we'll pay the reckoning on the nail. For death, no man should go to jail from Gary or when in glory. We'll beat the bailiffs out of fun, we'll make the mayor and sheriffs run. We are the boys, no men is done. If he regards a whole skin and instead of spa, we'll drink brown ale. We'll pay the reckoning on the nail. For dead, no man should go to jail from Gary Owen in glory. Our hearts so stout have got no fame, for soon tis known from whence we came. Where'er we go, they fear the name of Gary Owen in glory. And instead of spa, we'll drink brown ale, we'll pay the reckoning on the nail. For dead, no man should go to jail from Gary Owen in glory. Okay, coming up now is one of the truly great shows from the 50s, Fort Laramie, produced and directed by Norm MacDonald. Featured, of course, Raymond Burr and Vic Perrin. This episode we're going to listen to tonight originally was broadcast on CBS on April the 15th in 1956. The name of this episode is Stagecoach Stop. Gallop! Oh! 
Robert Laramie. Fort Laramie, starring Raymond Burr as Captain Lee Quince. Specially transcribed tales of the dark and tragic ground of the wild frontier. The saga of fighting men who rode the rim of empire. And the dramatic story of Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry. Sergeant. Well, that mount will chill and die of pneumonia. You don't rub them brisk and get some elbow grease behind it. Yes, sir, Sergeant. <clears throat> Why you suppose he does it, Sergeant? Who does what? Captain Quince. Up four reveille he was, and off and riding. Habit, maybe. It was a clean morning, had a feel to it. Riding off alone? I'd like that myself. There's a touch of spring in there, all right. Buffalo grass as green as can be. I was down to corral this morning, and even at low water, the old Laramie was rippling along like it had a song in it. Harrison. Yes, Sergeant? You think you could manage to blanket that mount before you write your next poem? Hmm? Oh, I guess I'm holding you up. Captain says he threw a nail. I told him I'd see the farrier got a look at it. Right forefoot, looks like. I meant to see to it. I got business at the saddlery anyway. Uh, Sergeant, I'd sure admire some outdoor duty today, if you could arrange it. Stable detail, sort of outdoors, Harrison. In and out. I was thinking more like the hay yard. Or lending a hand in the post garden, or like that. I'd be obliged. Anything outdoors? Anything at all, Sergeant. You see up there on the bluff by the old cemetery? I'm looking that away. That white patch, top of the rise? Oh, sure, I see that. Well, now, that's a patch of wild daisies, Harrison. Anybody asks, you tell them you got my leave to go up there and pick them. Oh, Sergeant. It's outdoor work. I don't aim to get myself laughed right off this post. Be a useful service you was performing, Harrison. Officers are having a fancy ball tonight at Old Bedlam. Well, they might give a stripe or two to the trooper who saw to their decorations. I tell you, Sergeant, I I like this stable detail just fine. More I think of it, more I like it. Glad to oblige. Anytime, Harrison. And I get me three stripes someday, like as not I'll mosey all over the post, too, on a fine spring day. I could make them daisies in order, Harrison. Why, look down there, Sergeant Gorse. Uh, ain't that a stage coming over the bridge? It is. Well, he's riding on a flat wheel. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's pulling into the fort this time of day. Being the wheelwright so near the smithy and the saddlery, I'll just mosey on down there and see what's going on. 
Give me that lead rope, soldier. No, here. Get to your duty, Daisy. Oh, yes, Sergeant. to put up here for the night. This is an army post. <laughs> uh, now, Ophie, settle yourself this minute. There's nothing but men here. Now, ma'am, there ain't a stage built that'll run on three wheels. But an army post? Why, we're women. <laughs> well, oh, no. be that as it may, we, we gotta put up here. It took all I had and then some to bring us clean to the fort. Now, the wheelwright tells me he can put us on the trail by sunup, and that's the level best we can do. I declare. I don't know what. Homer off there in Virginia City, waiting for Ophie and me. Well, you could maybe telegraph ahead if you think your husband will worry after you. Well, I don't know what to make of you. Of course he'll worry. Homer's bound to worry. His wife and baby girl spending the night in the middle of nowhere at an army post. <laughs> Oh, Ma. Opie, if you owe Ma me once more, I'll bang you with my umbrella. Oh, but there's one, Ma, coming right up to us. One what? A soldier, Ma. Oh, uh, Sergeant Gorse. Stand right behind me, Opie. <laughs> Wheelwright says you got trouble, Clay. Yeah, all kinds, Sergeant. Oh, uh, meet up with Mrs. Kleinhexel. Her daughter, Miss Ophie, Sergeant Gorse. Ma'am? Miss Ophie? Are you in charge here, young man? Well, no, ma'am. Not exactly. Then I demand to be taken to whoever is. I want to telegraph Homer. I want to see with my own eyes the quarters for my daughter and me. Homer, and... ma'am? That's Mr. Kleinhexel. He's in Virginia City. Oh. Are you listening to me, young man? Why, yes, ma'am. I, I do. Clay. Clay, where are you going? Well, I'm pretty sure that wheelwright needs a hand. I uh, sure thank you for taking over this way, Sergeant. Well, hey, now, Clay, you... We've had no food since breakfast, young man. That'll have to be taken care of. Now, those carpet bags over there are ours, and they were brand new when we left Omaha. So, mind you, tend them easy. Uh, who did you say was in charge here? Well, I didn't say, ma'am, but offhand, I'd say you was. <laughs> Ophie, simmer down. <laughs> I just wondered if uh, if you were in my position, what would you do, Captain? Mm. What? What would you do? Uh, uh, I'm afraid I haven't been listening, Mr. Sabitz. Sorry. Uh, what would I do about what? Would you go alone if you didn't have a young lady to escort? To the officer's ball tonight. Oh, good Lord, I'd forgotten about that. It's the first one since I've been here. If you're smart, you'll get up a poker game. You could play right here in my quarters if you want. Well, I was rather looking forward to the ball. I'd sooner ride into an ambush. You know, it's hard to picture in your mind a, a ball right here in Old Bedlam. It, it doesn't seem part of the West somehow. It shouldn't be part of it. Yeah. Want a cigar, Sabitz? Uh, no, thank you, sir. Captain, you don't talk like you're planning to attend this evening. Huh. I'm not. You sure? Mr. Seibert's the last ball I attended was on an order. Besides, I have some work I want to do tonight. 
if I can get the Major's permission. Well, I... I don't know, and it, it's your business, all right, sir, but, uh... She thinks you're going to the ball. She? Miss Willa. I was over at the Sutler store this morning, and Pliny, uh... Mr. Burgess gave me his leave to ask Miss Willa to the ball. Well? But she means to go with you, Captain. I don't know why I didn't ask her. She seems right sure you will, though, before the day's out. Oh? She seems content just to wait for you. Miss Willa's a pretty thing. She makes a mistake, though, waiting for anyone. Captain, I wouldn't have asked her, but... There aren't many single ladies to choose from. I've got no claim on Miss Willa, Mr. Seibertz, if that's what you mean. No, it's more her claim I was thinking about. She's sat on you, Captain Quince. That's a pure waste. Who is it? Captain Quince, Lieutenant Seibertz. Major Daggett. Sir. As you were, gentlemen. This isn't exactly official business. Yes, sir. I just looked in the ballroom on the way up. Looks like things are taking shape for tonight. Yes, sir, they are. Mrs. Daggett and the other wives are doing a fine job with the decorations. Well, they enjoy that sort of thing. It's time we had some festivity around here. Yes, sir. That what you came to tell us, Major? I expect to see you both there, Captain Quince. There's something I want to talk to you about, both Major. Both of you there. <clears throat> I don't know whether you've heard yet or not, but we have some guests on the post. Mrs. Kleinhexel from Omaha and her daughter. Their stage broke down. They'll be with us overnight. <clears throat> uh, the daughter, sir. What about her, Mr. Savage? Uh, well, sir, in the interest of showing Fort Laramie's hospitality, well, what I mean is if she's not otherwise engaged, I'd be proud to see her to the ball tonight. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, Savage. I would like to discuss something, Major. Yeah, so would I, Captain Quince. Then if you'll excuse me, Major, Captain. Uh, Mr. Savage, you'll find the young lady in a mother quartered next to the sutler's store. Yes, sir. Well, Lee? If we can forget that pink tea a while, Major. I told you, Lee, I expect you at that ball tonight. This is no mere whim of mine, and if I have to order you to be there, I will. We're not going to see eye to eye on that ever. You understand all about troop morale in the field. I never knew an officer to show greater concern for his men. But I think you owe something to your fellow officers, Captain. What do you mean? There's such a thing as post-morale, too. The junior officers admire you, they respect you. It'll mean something to them to see you sharing their off-duty entertainment, relaxation. You're a hard man to know, Lee. Hmm. Especially in a ball. I wouldn't insist if I didn't think it was important. I've been trying to tell you what I think's important ever since you came in. All right. Yellow horse. He's still in the stockade. Yes, I know that. But I can't send him to Leavenworth till I receive orders from Washington. So far, they haven't come through. Can't you telegraph Washington? Uh, in, a, in an emergency. His renegade band of Sioux is still marauding. Tell me, does this have any connection with the fact that you left the post alone before Reveille this morning? I rode out to the reservation. Had a long talk with Eagle Wing. Hmm. I hope he understood it was unofficial, Captain. Eagle Wing and I talked only as men interested in peace. Well, at least he isn't a hostile. And no great friend of Yellow Horse, as I remember. He says a few of Yellow Horse's old band have come onto the reservation in the last few weeks. That could mean trouble, Major. A few hostiles on a reservation of 4,000? 
Hmm. I don't think so, Captain. I'm not talking about a Sioux uprising. I'm talking about maybe six hostiles thinking to set Yellow Horse free. Eagle Wing said this? I said it. It could happen. Well, suppose it could. I don't think it's likely. I do. This band's never had a leader like Yellow Horse. Never killed for gain or because the whites invaded his hunting grounds. He killed to kill because he loved to kill. He's their, their inspirational leader. They'll come after him. All right, Lee. What is it you want? Move Yellow Horse. Move him? Yeah, over to Fort Kearney. Small details starting at dusk. Uh, I don't like it, Lee. He'd be that much closer to Leavenworth. No, no, I can't risk it. I'm on orders to secure Yellow Horse at Fort Laramie. I'd need more reason than you give me to go against him. Then I've said my piece, Major. Lee, you, uh, you feel pretty keenly about this. Why? Maybe it's not important. I asked you a question. All right. Call it a symbol. We could have killed him when we took him. But we held something out to the Indians, a fair trial. White man's justice. Yellow Horse was tried fairly. And sentenced fairly. The Indians know that. Yellow Horse should pay for his killing. Legally. If an escape is arranged, even if he's killed in the attempt, he's a martyr to every red man because a white man killed him. Sure, I don't disagree with any of that, Lee. But your answer is still the same. It has to be. My orders are clear. I have to respect them. I wish I could count on your understanding. I wish I could give it to you, Major. All right, Captain. We both had our say. Now let's forget it. I'd like you to join my party this evening. That an invitation, sir? That is an order, Captain. Yes, sir. Well, I wouldn't have believed it. It's a regular store. Yes. I declare, Mr. Burgess, it's the equal of anything we have in Omaha. Oh, yeah. oh yes, it is. Chicago, New York, Boston. <laughs> Pliny Burgess bows to no one when it comes to merchandise. Now, this bowl of cloth. Ophie, just look at the quality. <laughs> <laughs> Those threads. Pure gold, madam. Pure gold. Why, there's no such thing. Well, in color, I mean. <laughs> yes, pure gold. Oh, well, yes. I see they are. <gasps> oh, Ophie, will you stop clutching me so? Look, Ma, oh, it's another one. <laughs> oh, my. Well, he's just another soldier, Ophie. You'd best get used to the sight of them. They're all over out here. Afternoon to you, Captain Quince. Miss Willow Round, Pliny. Uh, to the back. With the account books, as usual, Captain. Thank you. <laughs> My sakes, he's a big one. Yeah, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> now, Ophie, you stop making eyes this minute. You've been spoke for by that other one, and he's a lieutenant. <laughs> lovely girl. Shy, but she's a lovely girl. Miss Willa. Well, yes. I have a good account, right? Hello, Lee. Hello. Well, come on in. 
If you're busy, why, we can forget about it. Oh, you'll not get off that easy. I'm not busy, and I've been expecting you. You... You shouldn't wait for me, will you? You know that. Sit down, Lee. Thanks. I don't wait for you. As you say, I know better than that. I wait for Major Daggett. How's that? Sooner or later, he always orders you to attend the ball. And when he does, sooner or later, you decide you'd rather escort me than dance with Rankin officers' wives the entire evening. <laughs> that the way it is? I'm afraid so. But that's not a complaint. I'll be ready at eight. All right. <laughs> Don't look so trapply. You're not, you know. I... I wasn't thinking about me... Don't worry about me, I understand. It's a lovely day. It'll be a lovely evening, Lee. Yeah. It looks like Mr. Seibertz is going to have a lovely evening, too. Oh, poor Ophie. Poor Seibertz. You could have spared him that if you'd accepted him instead of waiting around for... For Major Daggett. Yeah. Yeah, for Major Daggett. Oh! Heavens, what? You're perfectly safe, madam. Me no do nothing. Walk in store, do nothing. But we'll be killed. We'll all be killed. What's wrong out here? Oh, I got an awful fright. Get him out of here. Oh, take the girl, will you? Come along, Opie. It's all right. Yes, I'm tell her it's all right, Captain. It's the engine. She's not used to the sight of him. Captain, white woman. Bad spirit? No white bird. She's she's just frightened. White bird frightened, too. Him do nothing. He walked in here. Big as life. That's what he did. Right in the store, mind you, like he was a... a human being? Yes. Like he was a... human being. Is that all he did? Well... Yes. But if I hadn't cried the alarm, we'd have all been massacred. That's what they do, you know. White bird go. Come later to trade. Well, now, you bring uh, silver and more blankets, white bird? Uh, trade for food. Uh, come back later when bad spirit and white woman go. Well, I never... You people dealing with him, trading like he was a... He's a reservation Indian, ma'am. He's all right. Oh, yes. I, I would like to look at what he has to offer, Captain. Well, go on into the storeroom. Make your trades. Yes, sir. Go on. It's all right, White Bird. Why, of course. Come on. Come on, White Bird. Come on. And see you trade him fair, Pliny. Oh, I'm the soul of honor, Captain. Yeah. You uh, feel better, ma'am? You've done nothing to make me feel better. I, I see you're mighty solicitous about your savage in there. But not so much as a kind word for a frightened white woman. Sorry, ma'am. We know White Bird. He's our friend. We've lived with him. But we've no mind to be unkind to strangers. Well, you mean to say that Indians have the run of this fort, young man? Some Indians, the ones we know and trust... Ones who trust us. 
You'll find that in the West. But what about all the killing? The massacres, that's all you hear in Omaha and near all you read. How many whites the red savages have murdered. Now I say that's true or it isn't. Some of it is, ma'am. Indians are like us. There's good and bad. We've got a bad one on the post. Yellow horse. But he's in the stockade. That's as it should be. You think that, don't you? I think that. Well, it's a pity you can't tell by looking. Oh, you can sometimes if you know what to look for. But that comes with knowing, folks. White men or red men. At face value. It's a risky business, young man. Many's the time I've been dead wrong in judging a body on first sight, I mean. Of course, I'm talking about white folks. You planning to live in the West, ma'am? Virginia City. Homer's out there now. Ophie and me are going to him. Sakes, I guess I got a lot of learning ahead of me. A lot of learning. Sergeant? Over here, Sergeant. Oh, yes, sir. Captain? Finished eating, Gores? Yes, sir. Ate plenty, too. Good thing I got no bars on my shoulders. I'd be right too stuffed to waltz tonight. That so? Fine spring evening for a flock of fancy waltzes, though. All right, Sergeant, you're making your point. Yes, sir. You, uh... Got any plans for tonight after tattoo? Oh, I drew some duty, Captain. Duty? Kind of special duty, too. Orders come down from Major Daggett to double the guard at the stockade. I figured you'd know that. No. No, I didn't. Ain't they sending Yellow Horse on to Leavenworth before long? That's up to Washington. Yeah. Sure got a lot of time back there, ain't they, Captain? Seems like it. Sometimes. You have something you wanted me to do tonight? No. No, nothing. Well, before I told you about the duty, you asked about my plans, Captain. You answered my questions. Yes, sir. That's all, Sergeant. If anything comes up at the stockade, I'll see you here about it, sir. You'll report to Major Daggett. Yes, sir. Good night, Gores. Captain? Yeah? It's a right smart sash you're wearing. Good night, Gores. Yes, sir. been trying to get your attention for the last half hour, Lee. 
Who has? Mrs. Kleinhexel, and you haven't even asked her to dance yet, either. I know, I know, but I... Here she comes. Excuse me, you two, but I've got to have word to this young man. I'm sending the lieutenant to dance with you, dearie. Captain Quince was just on his way over to you, Mrs. Kleinhexel. I'll find Lieutenant Seibert's. Well, shall we, Captain? Proud to, ma'am. I could waltz with a glass of water on my head and never spill a drop. That's what Homer always says. You try it with me, ma'am. You stand a chance of drowning. Oh, there's good humor in you, young man. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. oh I'm sorry. Uh, I wanted to tell you, I went out on the veranda for a breath of air a while back. And when I first saw them, I came near to screaming like I did this afternoon with the other Indian. You're developing a real eye for Indians, ma'am. I guess I am. I've been trying to recollect, though. I don't believe he was wearing them in the store today. White bird? Wearing what? Uh, the feathers. No, ma'am, he wasn't wearing feathers. I didn't think so. Now, these Indians was. Well, maybe it suits their fancy. You're sure they were wearing feathers? I just told you. There was five or six, I guess. Excuse me, and... ma'am, I have to speak to the major. Now, what's wrong with feathers? shots coming from, Captain? That's a stockade, Major. Cybert's! Lawson! Let's go! Six of them. All dead, Sergeant? Dead engines, Captain. Good thing you doubled the guard, Major. What about Yellow Horse? Oh, he was whooping for a while. But I checked him. He's got his health, all of it. Captain. Yes, sir? Fall in a detail. I want Yellow Horse on his way to Leavenworth no later than noon tomorrow. Any questions? Just one, sir. What about Washington? I'll telegraph Washington tonight. Oh, Captain. Yes, Major. Thank you. Fort Laramie is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars Raymond Burr as Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry, with Vic Perrin as Sergeant Gorse. The script was specially written for Fort Laramie by Kathleen Height, with sound patterns by Bill James and Ray Kemper, musical supervision by Amerigo Marino. Featured in the cast were Jeanette Nolan, Sam Edwards, Eleanor Tannen, Harry Bartell, Jack Moyles, Shirley Mitchell, Howard McNear, Frank Cady, and Jack Crucian. Company tension. Dismiss. Next week, another transcribed story of the Northwest Frontier and the troopers who fought under Lee Quince. 
Captain of Cavalry. Comes an emergency, it's savings that talk. When sickness strikes, in time of accident or emergency, it helps to be in good financial shape. That's why it pays and pays to invest in United States savings bonds regularly. Have the money deducted automatically through payroll savings or through your bank's bond-a-month plan. Let the bonds you've saved save you when you need money. The new 3% interest United States savings bond, better than ever. This has been a public service message from CBS Radio. April the 15th, 1956, that was Fort Laramie, featuring Raymond Burr. The name of that episode was Stagecoach Stop, and that was truly one of the the really great shows of the 50s. is going to kick things in the head for Thursday, uh, February 25th, 2021, and that's also going to finish things off for the week. But we'll be back on the weekend with the Archive Show, and next week, uh, Monday we'll be back with an old-time radio comedy, then a drama on Tuesday, a uh, mystery on Wednesday, and another Western next Thursday. thought we'd go out tonight with, uh, remember when folk songs were a big deal, like in the early 60s? I love the music from that time. Well, we're going to go out tonight with the Christy Minstrel Singers. See if you remember this one. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me.
don't you cry when you see I'm gone You know there ain't no woman gonna settle me down I just gotta be traveling on I'm singing Green, green is green they say On the far side of the hill Green, green, I'm going away To where the grass is greener still Now there ain't nobody in this whole wide world Gonna tell me how to spend my time I'm just a good loving rambling man Say buddy can you spare me a dime Hear me crying it's a Green green is green they say On the far side of the hill Green green I'm going away To where the grass is greener still Yeah I don't care when the sun goes down Where I lay my weary head Green green valley or rocky road It's there I'm gonna make my bed easy now Green green, it's green they say 